The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, their respective managements or employees. Live from someone's basement, it's Geek Show Podcast. And now a message from the desk of the Mandalorian, Din Djarin. I'm finally able to admit <laughs> admit it publicly. I'm finally able to admit it publicly that I really missed Grogu while he was away with Luke Skywalker. <laughs> while he was away, I asked Skywalker if he could send me a photo, document, or image of him in an email, but he informed me that in Jedi culture, attachments are forbidden. <laughs> when, yes. When, yes. This is your fault, Chris. When Grogu got back, when when Grogu got back, I asked where Skywalker got his robot hand. The kid just made goo goo noises that I think loosely translated meant the second hand store. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> anyway I've I've got to go. I've got a difficult task ahead of me. I need a haircut, and it's impossible to find a barber on Mandalore. <laughs> this is the way on this week's Geek Show. Geek Show, Geek Show, Geek Show! showpodcast.com I am not proud. <laughs> Tony, you should be Tony, honestly, you, did, you should be ashamed. You know though, no. Carrie, they did send that attachment over and they opened it in Adobe One Kenobi. Hey, this is going to be a good episode. I'm going to leave. I love it. <laughs> I am so here for this. You see, you see, Tony, here's the problem. I love Chris dearly, but oh, I just want to, oh. Like, <laughs> Welcome to my life. <laughs> Tony, you did so Amanda, well with the button today. <laughs> Amanda with the patience of a saint. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, let's let's just quickly, uh, uh, Jay and Shannon are on assignment. Uh, of course, we have Rebecca Frost. Uh, Too Tall Quad T. Tony is here. Lee George Cade is here. And our special guests from the Provost Park Pass, Chris and Amanda, my dear friends, Whee! the Provosts. Yeah. We are thrilled to be here. So excited. Oh, I'm glad we could finally make this happen. We've been we've been threatening it for a long time, and and here yeah. it is. Uh, I have, for those I, have who... I gotta tell you a story about this though, Carrie. You need to hear yes. this. Okay. So I've known I've known Carrie now several years. We met through going to a bunch of different comic conventions and whatnot. Mm -hmm. My wife has been to multiple conventions. She's met almost every celebrity. She's met like Tom Holland, Chris Evans, Hayden Christensen. She's never lost her cool and never. She always just handles it just fine. She's like whatever. The first time she met Carrie Jackson, her legs started to shake and she couldn't talk because she was so starstruck. Carrie! <laughs> you mean Sorry. a local celebrity oh, is yeah. talking yeah. to me? And, and then she got to know me and it just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Now we're great friends and I love it. But uh, yeah, when I first met Carrie Jackson, it really was like... <laughs> but we are so happy to be here. We're just thrilled. I'm I'm glad to have you guys here. And it's a Provost Park Pass on YouTube. You can yep. watch the episodes. They do what all of us wish <laughs> we should do for a living. Yeah. They go, they go to Disney parks and they've been to all of them. So we'll we'll get to that coming up a little bit later in the show. Like even internationally? Yeah. Yep, yep. So. Ah! 
fun. Exciting. fun. Yeah. When wow. I say all of them, I mean it. They, cool. they have been all of them. The secret well, moon one? Oh, my gosh. It's, yeah, it's a secret. We don't talk yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> Moonbase moon Disney it looks pretty amazing. Moonbase 33 is what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> well, if it helps you feel any better, when I first met Carrie, he was busting me for stealing records from his giveaway bin at a live dance he was uh, DJing at a abandoned no pizza way. parlor in 1991. When <laughs> you think he's kidding, but it's the truth. Yeah. When I first met Carrie, I was uh, we, and I was just like, how long do I have to be in this radio station? Can't we go home? <laughs> she was. She was bored silly. Her dad dragged her dad dragged her along to come and do his TV segment on the show, yeah. and Just she was a wee, silly. A wee Wayne, and uh, and when I first met Tony, oh yeah, it was love. It was love. You know, it was so early in the morning on my first day interning at Radio from Hell that I just remember thinking, "What am I doing?" Tony was Tony That's was exactly. only Tony was only six foot even. <laughs> and and five years later, when he was still working there, he was still asking, "What am, what I, am doing? I doing?" Yeah. All right, let's get to the news. There's a oh, couple Carrie, of trailers. Huh? It's it's so great. There 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 is at least one question in chat, and I think it's going to be amplified. Um, the question may be uh, whether either or both of our guests are Agent Z. Yeah, no. are you? I oh. can confirm. No, they are not agency. <laughs> Carrie, let them answer. Uh, no, Carrie confirmed it. We're not. <laughs> Simple as that. Actually, I'll, I will say this. We've lost agency. We, the provosts are now the closest that we have to inside sources for Disney. We have lost agency. Yeah. He's fine. Oh, he's just fine. He's, yeah. he's, <laughs> he's just, he was almost found out. Yes. He had to retire from the agency business. He did. It was a good idea yeah. because, you know, those Disney snipers, they're everywhere. Well, it turns out. It turns out he really wasn't reporting information because of hatred of of the Empire. He was just trying to make sure that Kylo Ren didn't go any farther. So that's right. Yeah. Uh, well, and uh, speaking of Disney, they own Star Wars, and uh, this is not a Disney project. This is an independent project. The tra there were two trailers out. This is the big story this week. Uh, it is a it is a documentary called Disturbance in the Force. Now it's about one thing the star wars holiday special that's all it's about oh. is it longer uh, than the holiday special itself it is probably more entertaining <laughs> the, too the holiday special was 148 years long oh, that's, that's long <laughs> it felt some that way say it's some say it's still going <laughs> i remember so excited because it was let's see uh when 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 did it happen lee 78 or 79 78 it was 70 78. oh november 17th 78 i remember yeah thank you provost thank you yeah. uh the the i was so excited sitting in the living room just because this was the first dose of star wars we got outside of the movie and we were just so excited and ugh. it was not good <laughs> dad was sitting behind me as there was this dancing going on and he's like the hell He's yeah. like, this is what you like. <laughs> exactly. So I, was, I was eight, and this was during the golden era of variety shows like Donnie and Marie, um, Hee Haw, all that crap. Like, sing and dance, and that was the thing. And exactly. this comes on. We should have been perfectly primed for it. But I think it's when uh, when Chewbacca's grandpa was looking at the hollow porn. I mean, it wasn't hollow porn, but come on, it was hollow porn. It was. And you're just watching that and going, oh, oh, no, pervy wookie, no, no. <laughs> Well, I and and in the trailer, the late great Gilbert Gottfried, they interviewed him, mm -hmm. 
And he said, this is the time in the 70s, he was echoing Lee George Cade, in the 70s when there were specials about everything and the, and when they were terrible, they were phenomenally terrible. <laughs> and, then they, and then they cut to the scenes of the Donnie and Marie show. Oh. Where, where 3PO and R2 and Vader and the Stormtroopers are on the Chris Christopherson was Han Solo. Chris Christopherson is Han Solo. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. So the, the bad meter is actually a circle. If something becomes <laughs> so bad, it becomes good. Like it will no, get no, to be good. No, no, Tony. Is this Tony, bad enough this is, that it came back around? 1978, we hadn't invented the circle yet. So oh, it just, that was it just a long ends. time ago. Yeah. Yeah. I get More this. Of a square. It was seen by 13 million people. What? Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, you remember three channels back That's then, true. you know. If you're lucky, uh, you had PBS. But if you lived in Medford, Oregon, your CBS and ABC affiliate actually shared a channel. Yeah. So <laughs> it's uh, this documentary is debuting this weekend at uh, South by Southwest on March 11th, and uh, the bidding will begin, and hopefully we can all see it. Uh, there's a lot of celebrities that are, you know, that are about our age that are there to be interviewed for it, uh, including Gilbert Gottfried, Bonnie Burton, Steve Binder, Bruce Valanche, whole bunch of people. Uh, so, so where you found out that B. Arthur owns the cantina. Yeah. <laughs> that I want to go to there. That was she does, and she has a dance where she, she dances with Greedo and sings about how much she loves him, just, and I just, my, my heart melted. Just to be clear, for those people who haven't seen it, B. Arthur, you know, from the Golden Girls, she owns yeah. the most icy cantina. So. Yeah, yeah, she owns, yeah, yeah. She owns That's it. That's canon. Right. It, was, it was a Lucasfilm production. It's canon. I don't care what anybody <laughs> uh, says. Okay. All right. Yeah. It is. And they uh, talk he, about that bounty hunter and Ward Mantell. It's in this episode. I was going to say, they've got a quote from Lucas where he said that he wanted to, here it is, is if I had time and a sledgehammer, mm. I, would tra- <laughs> I would track down every bootleg copy of the program and smash it. Love it. I have a question about this poster. Um, I see two gentlemen with guitars. Yeah. Who is this guy next to Leia? Uh, I can't next tell. Like, Leia. It's looks small. Like, Can you like, zoom in well, there? Space well, Jefferson, slash? Jefferson Starship was there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I have but a question. A, about I think this over here is one of the Jefferson. No, that's Paul Williams over here. Was this uh, an AI generated? <laughs> you can tell no. because of the hands. <laughs> well, <laughs> now we should point out that next to Princess Leia, and then there's that uh, that guitar player. Next to that is Han Solo. Now, what you're no, seeing uh-huh. there? Yeah. Now, yeah. what you're seeing there? is the only good part of the Star Wars holiday special, and that is the, the cartoon for that introduced Boba Fett to the world. Right, right. And, and you can still see that on Disney Plus, as I recall. Who's that it's... long-faced fellow in the middle above the Wookiee? That's what I mean. That's, that's Han. Han Solo. What? That's from the that's cartoon Han. You can tell down because here... of the hair. Down, down here is uh, this that's is lumpy. I think it's lumpy, and then over here that's... is itchy. That's that's what do you mean that's not perfect Chewbacca? grandpa. Oh. Yeah, Chewbacca's. Uh, Chewbacca's. Uh, Who's the news journalist to, <laughs> next the guy, to next to Lumpy? The guy to oh, the left. Oh. That's Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, you, you, no, uh, you, have, to, you have to look up though. You have to look up. Was it? Oh, I can't remember his name. He was on the Carol Burnett show. Was it Paul? Oh, Har- to, Harvey Corman. Harvey Corman. He's yeah. pouring like a drink oh. in his head. Oh, yeah, and he's what's in, up with that? And he's oh, in no, drag. That's... Oh, he's yeah. in drag. That's a problem. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn it! <laughs> so, Gotta get rid of it. No, it was. It was. It was. Wow, atrocious! Like it was, it was Rise of Skywalker bad. So, Bazinga, so, hey got him! Oh whoa. man, you got him! You got him so I bad! I did. Everybody, watch out! I'm a hater. Come on! Now we did, we did get a good trailer this week, and this is a this is a Disney trailer, and I'd like to get the Provost's take on it because they've been 
on every haunted mansion ride that exists man even the one without ghosts even the one without ghosts uh it's just called the mansion ride <laughs> that's the... <laughs> i want to go on, on the mansion we're ride. On. we're working on getting yeah okay you'll get there uh it's uh, a trailer for the haunted mansion movie and uh you can go and take a look at it i was pleasantly surprised yes i, I was quite pleased with it I mean, you had me at Rosario Dawson, but... Uh... I, I unfortunately am going to have a chip on my shoulder for this movie for the rest of my life because it took the spot of the Marvels. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I bet it just filled the void. It wasn't so much that they wanted to move it up. They're like, yeah, we want to push yeah. the Marvels back. What do we have? Uh, we can put Haunted Mansion What do we got? What there. do we got? What's in the can? <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, I but, think uh... this is going to be interesting, though, Carrie. Yes. I, this is, I'm cautiously optimistic about this. But I, I think there's here's the problem I have with the Haunted Mansion film idea. Okay. And so and it all comes back to when Disney because the Haunted Mansion itself, it was the first attraction after Walt had passed. He had no input. And so they put two Imagineers. They had uh Claude Coates and Mark Davis on it. And they were fighting the whole time. Claude Coates, he wanted horror. One wanted scary, yeah. one wanted the other one wanted fun. comedy. Yeah. yeah. And Mark and finally they just they said, okay, fine, they divided the Honda Mansion in half. And and Claude Coates, who wanted horror, he did the first half and up to the point where you have the seance. And then from that point where it goes to the ballroom, you got Mark Davis, he took over and did the kind of more fun, kind of campy stuff. I think that's the prop the same problem I'm gonna have with the Disney Haunted Mansion movie is there are people who are going to want it to be horror and then other people who are going to want it to be comedy. And so they're going to have to learn to tr go through that line. Like, how do they balance that act? So well. I, have a, I have a question. Yes. So, okay. This is, I didn't know that. I didn't know. I love learning from you guys. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Since this is the first ride that they produced after Walt's passing, was there ever a conversation about having his ghost just like present? Right. Ooh. Exactly the question I wanted to know, too. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. But there's, Walt, he did draw up some blueprints for his idea, and he wanted it to be a walkthrough museum. Like a walkthrough wax museum. Yeah, and, and it was called the Tales of the Weird. And they had like They've a, got that already. It's called the Hall of Presidents. Yeah. <laughs> 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 also full so, of ghosts. That was his idea, and so they had it. And they actually, though, they I will say this. They didn't want to have uh, Walt's ghost, but the original idea was to have Walt narrate it. Can oh, you imagine, really? Can you imagine hearing his voice? He'd be so happy oh, and cheerful. No. I need Paul, Paul Freeze. No, he's just, he's a legend. A couple of things. If you look at a lot of the characters, not just in the Haunted Mansion, but in like Pirates and a lot of the human characters, you could kind of see Walt's face in them. There's yeah. a lot of, especially the... Uh, uh, in the Pirates of the Caribbean, the uh, the prisoners with the dog. If yes. you look at even all all three of them, really have kind of a nod to Walt in their face. Yeah. And uh, then secondly, as far as laughs versus scares, if you watch this trailer, it it looks to me like they're balancing it pretty exactly. good. I think they are trying yes. to balance it. And if you'll notice, now, like, oh. yeah, is this the official poster yes. for it? So this looks like Paris. It is. It's Disneyland Paris. Phantom gonna, Manor. As I pointed yeah. out. Disneyland Paris is the only haunted mansion they have that the building's dilapidated and looks scary. And oh yeah, did, it's great. Yeah, and they did that on purpose because of all the different languages that came in. They don't. They wanted people just to look at it and know haunted mansion. Oh, that's a haunted mansion. Yeah, <laughs> every other park, the haunted mansion is it's just meticulous. It's well kept and looks great. But that one you're looking at, that is the Disneyland Paris haunted mansion uh, exterior 
uh, they've kind of they've changed a little bit a few things there yes the but it looks very scary very haunting mm -hmm. and i love at disneyland walt disney did say that okay we will take care of the outside so it mm -hmm. looks perfect it's this beautiful mansion and then the ghosts will take care of the inside so i'm really curious to see how they're going to blend the story of the haunted mansion and make it yeah. into this movie because there are so many things in the haunted mansion that we really want to see in this in this movie one thing that caught my eye is the hat box ghost he was shown for just a split second and i was thrilled to see Do you know who plays the hat box ghost there. no yes jared uh, leto don't mean nope. to... i did not know that uh, yeah. i have a i have another question sure. um so i went to disneyland for christmas 2019 and riding in the haunted mansion on christmas was a ton of fun oh, um yeah. Are there any, do they do themes for like any other holidays or events? Just starting for Halloween time and then they blend it into Christmas. Yeah. So it's the nightmare before Christmas and it is a ton of fun. It's, mm -hmm. it's wild. It's bright and crazy and just exactly what you'd expect from Tim Burton. You yeah. know what? It, and also, and as far as themes goes, what surprised me is in Tokyo Disneyland, we were there just around Easter time. And I was amazed at how 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 big they went into. They leaned into Easter, which surprised oh, me so in Japan. Yeah, the Americans love Easter. Okay, well, <laughs> we're just there's gonna... <laughs> um, there's a there's a very fascinating um, uh, fixation in Japan with with Western culture, especially around the Judeo Christian holidays. So yeah. Christmas, Easter, like for for people who practice Shinto Buddhism. It, it's all fascinating and it's bright and it's colorful and it's wonderful and it makes no sense at all. So it's like, yeah. cool. We're, <laughs> oh, we'll have Santa Claus. And Santa Claus must be a eggs? samurai. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting though that at Disneyland at, yeah, at Tokyo, they are they are obsessed with popcorn, but their yes. popcorns are all different flavors. They have like mm -hmm. wasabi. They've got oh, like in the, and they'll wait up to two hours to get popcorn. It's it's such a big thing there. They they love that. And um, we're here in America. We don't like the popcorn as much. We like the popcorn buckets. They're always. I was gonna. Good. I was gonna yeah. say. Do you guys have like a favorite bucket? Uh, we do. I do have a favorite bucket. I actually should have grabbed my favorite bucket, but we do have popcorn buckets. She's oh, got one here, here we go. This one seems does. appropriate, you know, with the haunted mansion theme. It's the spooky Halloween <laughs> Mickey. Yeah. But oh, I mean, they are a lot of fun. They're a huge, huge deal. People will line up for hours to get I, these popcorn buckets. I've never even heard of this. Oh yeah, yeah. popcorn that's buckets. A, that's a popcorn huge. bucket. Yeah. Pop do you see the strap? Do you see the strap there? Oh. That way you can wear it around your neck. Yeah. See. Mm -hmm. I really oh. want the. I want Cinderella's um, carriage. I've seen Cinderella's carriage. Oh, yes. Yeah. I want so, that one. Chris's mom got that at Disneyland Paris. Yes. Absolutely. And that's her beloved one. And then people display them. So a lot of people display them like in their kitchen, in their living room. So, and it's, it opens up so you can put popcorn in it. But a lot of people, when they buy them, they, they say, don't, don't put any popcorn in it. And so they'll just give you like a small cup of popcorn because they don't want to soil the popcorn. Oh. <laughs> that's a bit. So like yeah. this, is, this is wild to me because I grew up a mile from Disneyland, like spent yeah. almost every weekend there when I was a little kid. I had no idea the popcorn buckets even existed. It's it's a reasonably new ago. thing. It's how it much is. do those run? About twenty nine dollars. What? Yeah, that's nothing. Four to twenty nine dollars. That's like so. that's that's like that's a coffee and a sandwich. So yeah, that's <laughs> a economy. that's a corn dog Crazy. and a soda as well at uh, <laughs> yeah. Disney. At Disney. Like, Disney knows that, and so they they have them, like they're doing they're celebrating the Disney one hundred. They have like a platinum one. They they have they, they change them all the time so people can keep collecting them. You know, it's cute that's when we awesome. were at. 
well, Disney World for the 50th, I stumbled onto a popcorn bucket. So I love popcorn. It's my go-to treat oh, yeah. at the Disney parks. And I was just waiting in line for my popcorn and they opened up the popcorn car and they were shocked that I wasn't there to get a popcorn bucket. I just wanted popcorn. And they said, oh, you're crazy. Like, you need to buy yeah. this right now. And so I bought it. And then I put it on the, our son's stroller. And a cast member came up to me and said, you need to keep that with you at all times. That's going to be stolen. Like, yeah. people get wow. crazy people with these stole. popcorn buckets. Yeah. Wow. People were That's waiting true. in line for two hours or so to buy the popcorn buckets. And Amanda just happened to I be at the popcorn stand there. and they opened up to buy popcorn. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you're for popcorn bucket? She's like, no, popcorn. So I have another I, question. I have another question. I'm so sorry. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> is there is there a collectible similar to the popcorn bucket that is just like that is so sought after that people go absolutely nuts for? Or, or like is the popcorn bucket like the thing? There is actually. I'm gonna I'm gonna step off. I'm gonna grab it, show you. They're, they do special things for the. They're just celebrating right now. It's the Disney 100. And a lot of people don't understand really what that is. Is that Disney Company was founded 100 yeah. years ago. The, the park. The park is 100 years old. No, no, but so many people think that. Carrie, people are yeah. like, oh, it's been here 100. Park's only like 50, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, it's 55. Almost, yeah. No, no, no. It's almost, almost 60. Almost 60 no, it, years. Oh, no, it's saying it opened in. 55. Wait, no. Didn't they just do their 75th? Yeah, yeah well, we're just talking about numbers. Honestly, that's hard. Yeah, <laughs> thirty-nine. I, I like the 42. number eighty-two quite a bit. Now so, I have a I have a collectible that uh, I I should run up the kitchen and get it. I have a Club Thirty Three coffee mug. That <gasps> much? Yes. Yeah, yes. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, those are extremely valuable. We were told that one of the things that has taken the most. Um, from Club 33 are the uh, paper towels from the bathroom. I would never do a, that. They have a 33. <laughs> so people will just shove them in their purse, shove them in their pocket, and then you have a napkin from Club 33. Let's so see what we got there. Okay, so this is kind of fun. We're for the 50th down at Walt Disney World. They did special Coke bottles. Ooh. And so this one here, if you look at the top, that's celebrating for the Hollywood Studios. This one here, this is for the Magic Kingdom. Can you see the light? Let me turn that so you see the blue mm -hmm. castle. Different colors, you hold those. And then they did them for, this one here <laughs> is for Epcot. They're different colors. This one here is for Animal Kingdom. You can see the different colors. And people go out of their way to buy these special Coke bottles. Wow. And then the other thing that people are really collecting right now is the Disney 100. Um, these are medallions. Oh. You see that there are the medallion coins. They have... Apparently, they're going to do, come out with 100 of them, and people are collecting these, and they're only here. Once they're gone, they'll never make them again. Are they so, characters, is, or what is it? Yes. So, they're like, this has got the Hatbox Ghost. I don't know if you can see that. Like, the Hatbox Ghost on that. Oh, kind of, yeah. All different characters from Pixar and Disney's mm. history. And, I will uh, be breaking into your home and stealing Jiminy Cricket from you. They, they have Jiminy Well, then he won't have a complete you. collection, Carrie. I just want one. <laughs> I just want one. We'll give it to you. Yeah, so, we like you that much. And, and I thought you wanted me to help you break into a coin vault somewhere else, and it turns out <laughs> we'll talk later because I know of one. All right, <laughs> we got to move on. Um, I want you uh, when you when you're playing on your Google this week, have yourself a little fun. Go to Google and Google Grogu or Mandalorian or Baby Yoda. And you're going to see a little pop-up version of Grogu down on the right-hand corner. I want you to click on Grogu, and he will use the Force to destroy whatever it is you're searching for. <laughs> That's awesome. Do I have cancer, Grogu? <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to destroy those results. 
Now, another one that you can do if you're not a Grogu fan, if you're a Last of Us fan, Google The Last of Us. And then you'll see at the bottom, in the middle, there's a little red circle with a mushroom in it. Don't keep, do it. Keep clicking that mushroom. Oh. And you'll no. see what happens. <laughs> I found that out this week. I was so thrilled. I'm not going to do it. I don't want any <laughs> of that fungus. Amanda's obsessed with The Last of Us. She loves oh, it's so good. We love it. It is. We'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, mm. Let's see. This, was, uh, this is finally government doing something good. Um, the small, a small city in Massachusetts, which has a strong connection to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, is paying homage hmm? to the turtles using manhole covers. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. Uh, That's really cool. Collect it's these, those coins. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> those are... <laughs> Giant you try to, how big is that binder going to be? <laughs> Giant bi binders Plywood full of size. manhole covers. <laughs> now, this is the city of Northampton in western Massachusetts. Uh, they got $20,000 to create four manhole covers from the Northampton Vibrancy Project. Whoa, $20,000 are getting bargain manhole covers? Exactly. Uh, and uh, they're going to be doing those. They haven't released the design yet. I don't know where this one is from. but New York City. Cowabunga, New York. Oh, there you go. I'm dumb. I thought Cowabunga <laughs> was the name of the city. <laughs> now, the reason that it's... <laughs> South of Buffalo. <laughs> Cowabunga, where are Cowabunga, you from, Ohio. Cowabunga? I'm from Cowabunga, Nebraska. <laughs> So, well, well look, congratulations. Town. I'm from Rancho Cucamonga, California. Now, I graduated from Cowabunga High School. <laughs> I went to Cowabunga <laughs> Tech. <laughs> uh, now, the reason that it's in Northampton, uh, Western Massachusetts, is because that is the place where the original Mirage Studios mm. was established, which uh. is where the Turtles comic book came from. Eastman okay. and Laird, they're from there. I think hey, it's so a total celebration. Hey. Oh. <laughs> See, I just, they're going to turn off wait the a mic. I no, no, no. I have, a, I have a sound for that. There, we there go. it is. <laughs> Thank you. Perfect. Keep that ready, Tony. Okay. Uh, let's see. And now here's a story. I, I found this one. This is this is blowing my mind. The, the company that makes Funko Pop collectibles, and I think oh, we all... I saw this story. We all have one, right? Tony. I, I, I sent all mine away. You did? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. To a special Where? place. Uh, the farm, the farm upstate, Cowabunga. Far no, I, I, I donated some to, uh, there's an online resource where you can donate toys to people. And so I, do I donated some stuff there and then uh, to the local savers because I just was trying to cut down on things so I could fill that void with miniatures. Uh. Well, <laughs> the company is in so much trouble. They're preparing to throw hundreds of thousands of the pop culture inspired figurines into the landfill. Trash. Uh, hey, good picture, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love it. That's a great pick. It, inventory at year end totaled 246.4 million, an increase of 48% compared to a year ago, they wrote. Uh, this includes uh, inventory that the company intends to eliminate. Anyway, there's a lot of math here. Translation. Did you, huh? Did you read? Uh, I, did you read why this happened? Yeah. They made too it's, many. It's, it's COVID. It's COVID. They had, a, they, had a, they had a speed bump, basically, like, Funko's been in decline for the last decade, mm -hmm. and then COVID hit, and people were like, oh, I need something to do while I'm locked in my in my COVID hole. Mm -hmm. And so they started buying Funko again, and so Funko's like, oh, we're back in business, boys, and started making pops at old levels again. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, people were like, oh, I can go outside now. Yep. Their warehouses are overflowing with uh, replicas of... Spider-Man and Machine Gun Kelly and Pikachu and anybody. Everything else. must go. 
Can I say something? Uh, it seems like the Funko bubble has popped. Yeah! <laughs> Thank you. Right. Oh, you need that sound bite. Tony, you need I'll get the, it. I'll get it. Yeah. You need that. Wow! I'll, I'll, the, the we have, we actually have a, I have a Funko. I have, I have Hades. So I love Hades. And Amanda has John Wick. That's, our, that's her Funko. I can't believe there's a Funko for everything. Yes. Everything. I have about 75 Rick and Morty Funko Pops, and I don't know what to think of them now. Yeah. I think oh, of no. the Funkos I have, the most I have are Captain Marvel themed. I think I still have my Hellboy Funko now that I'm looking. Okay, yeah, Rebecca, my Hellboy. Rebecca, do that again. Okay, uh, it seems that the Funko bubble has popped. Yeah! Okay. Uh, That's all I ever wanted. Sorry. <laughs> but it was good. Uh, but yeah, basically what they're saying is it's cheaper to throw them away than to try to sell them. Wow. That's, believe that. that is insane. $30 million dollars worth. You know what this reminds me of? And I think Carrie would probably remember this. And so maybe Lee, the when Atari Twenty Six Hundred had that huge the surplus ET game, ET game yep. it was yep. it was cheaper to throw every all the ET games away than try to sell them. So they just threw them all yep. away. And do you know exactly. what they should do? They found the they found the source of the Garfield phones. Uh, it was it was like all in like a cargo box thing in a cave. Uh, so they finally like they finally and those phones have been washing up on a French shore for like decades. They should just do that <laughs> with the Funkos. So that they there. just continually wash up on shore. So it's like the new <laughs> seashell hunting, you know? The, the, the running joke is that the Funko is going to end up in a random New Mexico landfill because yeah. that's where the E.T. games ended up. Yeah. Yep. There's a documentary about that E.T. game yeah. thing. It's it's rather entertaining. <laughs> I can't wait All for right. the documentary about this. I know, right? Uh, okay, let's get to some casting news and some you know, uh, the show The documentary news. will be three and a half minutes long and it'll be on uh, TikTok in about five years. I need Lee's uh, stamp of approval or disapproval on this next one because uh, we've been talking about the new Hellboy movie. They have cast an actor. His name is Jack Kesey, and he will be playing Hellboy in The Crooked Man. There's your stamp of approval right there. Is that it? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't care who they cast as Hellboy. They've had two great Hellboys. I'm sure this guy will be fantastic, too. Give me the stupid animated movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. As we talked about earlier, it's Brian Taylor is directing. He's the guy who directed Crank, whom we love. Uh, let's see. Uh, he's 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 been in a lot of smaller roles. He okay. He was Black Tom in Deadpool two. So okay, yeah. I yeah. don't even remember Black Tom in Deadpool two. He was part of the team before they all died. X X Force. Yep. Yeah, X Force. Uh, he was in with Without Remorse with uh, Michael B. Jordan. He's also led in films featuring, let's see, Dark Web, Cicada 30, 3301. He was also opposite They made Orlando. a movie after, after the Cicada Project? Apparently. He was uh, opposite Orlando Bloom in The Outpost, and he was on television in The Strain and Claws. They're just going to cover him up with makeup, so it doesn't matter what he looks yeah, like. Yeah, he doesn't even yeah. know it, need to know what he looks like. I won't. That's I true. won't hold the strain against him. Do I you do you approve of that, Amanda? Do you feel good about that? Uh, I have no comment either way. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, eh. well, I just. I'm, uh, I think it'll be. Okay. Don't worry about it. it. No, it'll be fine. I mean, the the hardest thing for me is like the last Hellboy movie that came out was fine. 
it wasn't this terrible atrocity that the Guillermo del Toro fans made it out to be. Yeah, and no, at the that's same the thing time, is it, it, it was just fine. <laughs> it was just fine. And it, it was there fine. were moments where it was actually so much more faithful to the comic books than the GDT movies were. But the GDT fans were so adamant that it had to be Ron Perlman and it had to be Guillermo del Toro. I get it. I wanted a third Guillermo del Toro movie too. But because of that, you just kind of steamrolled a perfectly acceptable other Hellboy movie. It would be mm -hmm. like if it would be like if when the Andrew Garfield Spider Man movies came out, everybody said, Oh, it's not Sam Raimi and it's it's not Toby. I I'm mean, done with I'm done with this. Didn't they? Well they but they No, I mean, because I mean, Spider Man three made everyone hate those movies. So, <laughs> yeah. so like, yay, reboot. And I thought the first Andrew Garfield Spider Man was fine. So I liked it. That's how I, that's how I feel about those movies too. They are fine. They're, they're fine, fine, right? But yeah, there there's a perfectly a perfectly fun Hellboy movie to be seen with David Harbour. And he was a great Hellboy. So, you know, and there's now one sequence in that movie that's like metal too. There's a scene where they're out hunting giants. And the giant's like, oh, Hellboy, you're a golf ball now. And I laughed so loud <laughs> we had to stop the movie. So it's just perfect. Uh, let's see. More, more casting. We've got uh, the Penguin TV series, or Hot Penguin, as Rebecca calls him. Not anymore. <laughs> Not, Not anymore. No. Okay. Well, no, because he's all under all that fat suit and stuff. <laughs> uh, they have cast Salvatore Moroni, Clancy Brown. Uh, yeah, anything with Clancy Brown, I'm in. Yeah, he's uh, he's going to be playing the mob boss in this uh, TV series. He looks like one, huh? I'll watch yeah. anything with Mr. Krabs. Mr. <laughs> Is he Mr. Krabs? He's the voice of Mr. Krabs in SpongeBob. <laughs> that's him in that. that's yep. him in Daredevil, and he was he was great <laughs> in Daredevil. He's great in everything. He's great he in is. some terrible movies. Uh, <laughs> I think of him in Cowboys versus Aliens. I'm like, he was so good in that. I, think I love it. Cowboys versus Aliens. Yeah, it's, it's, it's such hot garbage movie. that it's That's entertaining. Fine it's movie. acceptable. I think him, like, you know, he was like, he was so good in the only Highlander movie that was ever made. It's and, fine. It's uh, fine. And more casting. We're getting that new Alien movie, and I think they're they've just cast it this weekend, and they're sending these these poor kids off to, movie or to shoot TV it in show? Romania. Movie. Because uh, yeah, I know that they're doing a TV show too. That's a different project. This is oh a God. this is a movie. Too many aliens. I know, right? <laughs> Could you ever have, have too many too aliens? <laughs> you just sounded like my you just sounded like my grandmother. Watch <laughs> <laughs> with all these aliens. <laughs> but she's not talking about xenomorphs. I'm telling you, uh, these aliens oh keep coming. Oh, these aliens, Lee. Uh, yeah, this is a, this is a new movie. It's uh, produced by. Uh, let's see, it's got the stamp of approval from Ridley Scott. He's producing, and it's uh, it's a cast of uh, young people. He's at least okay to cash the checks. They're, they're living on a planet, I think, though, aren't they? The, the, I mean, we're all living on a planet. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really give us a lot of plot details. Uh, it just says, as opposed to the other movies which focused on adults in corporate, militaristic, and scientific roles, this now ninth ninth installment, wow, uh, will focus will focus on a group of young people on a distant colony. The group finds themselves in a fight of their lives, of course, with the xenomorph. Now, uh, but. I have to tell you this. For yes. Halloween, I had Amanda watch Alien. She'd never seen it. Ooh, the oh, first how one. fun. Why nice. didn't you call me? Oh. I know. We really should have. But I mean, if there's nine, I feel like I have a long way to go. I've got one. <laughs> no. Honestly, don't worry no, about it. You're fine. You're fine. You <laughs> she can finish right there. No, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I really loved it. The first one, right? Yeah, yeah the, the first one. one. I mean, the, first one is, the first one is fantastic. What about she, the second one? She hasn't seen that I one yet. I haven't seen that yet. 
So she Call me. she she pointed okay. something out. She's like, she goes, I love it because she's like, she's like, all the white guys died, and she's <laughs> like, and the, you know, people are left or not the people who aren't normally left. And she was, I love that we got a nice strong woman, and I love this. And so she thought that, was, and I was like, that's really true, alien. But alien. also, like, did you get to go down the rabbit hole of the whole reason for the chest burster was to represent what women go through through ch in childbirth? Oh yes, I could totally see that. Is that what Ridley <laughs> Scott was going for? Yeah. Or Wait, it might real? have been what yeah, H.R. Giger was going for, too, because he was obsessed with childbirth <laughs> in all the wrong ways. Yes. Uh, also, uh, and this is some sad news, uh, Star Trek Discovery will end after season five. Uh, they're, they're rewriting the ending because they just got word that they weren't going to oh. be returning for season six. So they're rewriting the ending so that it goes off on a nice note. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed because I like I... it. I'm personally team end your show on a high note. Like, don't force multiple seasons they, more than you need to. They had a seven season Bible. That's the only reason why. I oh, oh when, when no. they when they originally got on the air, they were saying they had a seven season Bible written out. So. That's what they were saying is that they wanted to do seven, but you know everybody's oh, tightening dang. their belts these days. Um, well, there's 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 so much animosity, undeserved animosity aimed at this show. Like, yeah. I, I see. She's one of my favorite captains. Yeah, uh, I love her. Well, you see anything about anything about the other Trek shows? Uh, they don't like Picard much either, and I I kind of get that. But this one is the one that the uh, the anti woke mob really which, hates. With which, the if you if you're a member of that mob, why are you watching Star Trek, the most woke show that ever existed? <laughs> well, they they claim that it wasn't that way. Well, they they, they have poor memories. <laughs> Star yeah. Trek is the most woke thing yep. I've ever. And right. oh, also, uh, just just following up from something from last week. I know we're waiting for the what we consumed thing, but we're on mm -hmm. Star Trek right now. Uh, Carrie, thank you for reminding me to to sometimes wait and see what happens with a character because uh, Rafi on this week of Picard. Um, suddenly, I'm like Team Rafi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's oh, awesome. she's she's great. And finally, this, and then and then we need to talk about uh, Saturday matinee next week, and then we'll find out what you consume. Uh, finally, this. I don't know. Hey, if you like Stranger Things, get a book to book a flight to London <laughs> because uh, it's a live stage play of Stranger Things. Hooray. Yeah, the play okay. will premiere later this year at the Phoenix Theater on London's West End if you like going to the West End. I don't. Uh, do, Carrie, do you have strong opinions about the West End? Sounds like he does. <laughs> Oh, it's a, that's a joke from Monty Python. Oh, the West End is actually a great place to go, and that's that. That was the joke was that. You know. mm. All right. But it's a it's a play. It's an original story, so it's not based on the show necessarily. It takes place with younger versions of the adults that we see on the show. So you get young Jim. So Hopper. this is. I'm sorry. This is just the cursed child, but with Stranger Things. Yeah, you got it. Might be. Might be. All right, so there you go. I don't know. Okay. I mean, last time I was at the West End, I, I was I thought I was mad. I thought it was unstable. <laughs> if you like going to the West End, I yeah. think it's a stinking dump. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, movie, Saturday matinee. Join us one week from today as we record this on March 11th as we do the second Saturday of every month at Brewies, Salt Lake City. It's our Saturday matinee, doors at 11.30. We do one of these shows at noon. And as soon as we're done, we start the movie. Pay what you want is what we say. 
Batman 89 yeah. is what we'll be showing us. He says as soon as we're done, but you don't realize there's actually a, a floor show in between the recording and the movie starting of us tearing yeah. down that's just the recording us, area. That's just us but putting stuff away. If yeah, you guys get to watch us do manual labor. Yeah, if you're really, really entertained by physical comedy, that's the part you stay for. Right. Um, <laughs> Can I just tell you, though, my favorite part of Batman 89, without sure. a doubt, it's when the bell drops from the bell tower, and, you know, and Michael Keaton's in his bat suit, but his neck can't look up, so he has to. His whole body has to lean back. Uh, yep. Yeah, <laughs> great. Yeah. I love that so much. I love that he's, so much. He's that. That will be a drinking game as part of the movie. Is anytime <laughs> Batman can't turn his head and needs to take a drink. Body. Oh, maybe go every other, every third, because we want you to be able yeah, to. Yeah, Tony's going to get the obliterated. <laughs> There's so only good. so many energy drinks he can pound in a movie. Oh, yeah, that's too much it's caffeine true. for me, even. That yeah. is true. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's uh, next uh, Saturday, March 11th at Brewies. Doors at 11:30. Podcast at noon. Movie at around one ish. Oh. Pay what you want. Batman 89. I got to be there. I had to come down for that. That sounds please. Too good. Yeah, yeah, come on that's, down. That's that's, that's my that was my divorce movie. Yay! Yeah. When I when I when, when okay. no seriously when my when my. Uh, <laughs> When my uh, ill-advised marriage in 1988 was was ended in 1989, this was uh, this was what I was treated to by my divorce lawyer. Do you know what I was treated to? Do you know what I was treated to in 1989? A bottle and a diaper. Birth. Yeah. All right. What did we? I was divorced the year you were born, Rebecca. It's true. Old. What? What? What did we consume this week? Who wants to go first? I know Rebecca went to the theater. I did go to the theater. I can go. I'll just go. You start. Um, go ahead. <laughs> I, I watched a lot of stuff this week because of the trying to watch all the Oscar-nominated stuff. I won't talk about it all here because I'm working on a separate project for that. But of those movies, I would like to recommend at least one. It's a documentary that's on HBO called, called Navalny. Mm. And it's about the lone political challenger to Putin. And he survived an assassination attempt by the Kremlin and Ooh. documented everything and uh, worked with some people who are data brokers on the dark web to find out who was involved and outed them. And uh, super, super fascinating. Give it a recommend. Mm -hmm. uh, at the theater this week, I went and saw Creed 3 or 3 as I'm calling it. Nice. Um, <laughs> this is the sequel to Mithrigan. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I have never seen a Creed movie or a Rocky movie for that matter. Really? And I don't know why you're so surprised. <laughs> I know I shouldn't be. I, I thought you would be. see Creed. I right. I'm gonna watch. Yeah. I'm gonna watch him now. But I saw uh, Creed live twice. They were oh, pretty good. Tony. Creed three is Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut, and I was really interested in seeing it because of three reasons: Michael B. Jordan, uh, Jonathan Majors, and Abs. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> Michael B. Jordan took a lot of inspiration from boxing animes. So, and you can they. tell. And they, it, the movie, it's beautiful. Like, I was so stressed out during the fight scenes. And typically, I don't feel like I ever get stressed out during fight scenes. I was like, oh no, what's going to happen? Um, but I give it a recommend. I thought they all, I thought they did phenomenal. Um, Jonathan Majors plays a, a great villain. He's in his villain era. So, go see that. I heard there's a scene where they stand in separate corners while flashing lights stroll by them and they just scream at each other for like eight minutes and then they fight. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, yeah. I read yeah. uh, 
<laughs> I read a little blurb that Michael B. Jordan was like, I was thinking about having you be able to hear their inner dialogue while they box. Yes. Like been, honestly, that would have been so good. And he's like, nah, I decided not to, though. Could you imagine, they fight, though? Like, they fight on the astral plane. Like, oh. it's beautiful. Just some absolutely beautiful stuff. And then oh, I got to live out my dream of going to see RRR in a theater. Uh, <laughs> I got to tell you, though, Salt Lake City, your crowds suck because there's barely any crowd. Me and my friends, we brought enough hype for everybody, though. And the poor Broadway theater, uh, speakers <laughs> totally blown out. The movie kept Ooh. glitching. Oh, wow. uh, Mm. Yeah, if it was a Cinemark or a Megaplex, I would have complained. But because it's Salt Lake Film Society, I was like, you guys get a pass. Um, Here's $10, uh, fix it. (laughs) Here's $10, please fix this. And they're like, that is not enough. Our concessions cost $20 for popcorn. And, you know, if you haven't seen RRR, what are you doing with your life? Yeah, it's three hours. I want to see it on Carrie's TV. Come on over. Yeah, it's three hours long, but that's why... You can pause it and take body breaks. At oh, the good. Salt Lake Film Society. Yeah. At the Salt Lake Film Society. Hey, uh, pause. Which, honestly, it kept, happen- it kept happening last night. So, <laughs> anyway, that's what I did this week. Okay, who wants to go next? I'll go next. Okay, Tony. Uh, so, I've watched quite a few things as I try to uh, get better from the stupid COVID. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I spent a lot of downtime in the last week, but I'm only going to share a few things. The highlights. I watched a, a documentary miniseries, and I believe Jay's brought this up before on HBO called Shaq. And it's a four-part oh, yeah. documentary series on Shaquille O'Neal. Super good. I don't care about sports, but man, this was a cool documentary series about Oh, Shaq. a documentary! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Carrie. Um, I, I really, really enjoyed it, uh, both the subject matter and the style of the, uh, the director of the documentary. I thought it was just highly, highly entertaining. Uh, check that out. Uh, let's see, movie-wise, I watched two movies I want to talk about. One... Man, it was. I just thought it's time to watch some some Nazis getting getting punched and shot. So I watched Overlord. Have you guys ever watched Overlord? Have, is this your first time? Is this your yeah, first time? Yeah, my first time oh, watching Overlord. Oh, that movie's incredible. Oh my goodness! So it's like Wolfenstein, yes, but they made it a movie. Exactly yeah, what? what I was gonna say. It's like it's the new incredible. The new Wolfenstein games, which are spectacular. Um, this is basically if they took that and made it into a movie because you got Nazi killing, you got a mad scientist making super soldiers you got zombies you got you know all kind of just I'm wildness that movie's tonight. metal yes it's so good overlord was awesome uh <laughs> no notes 10 out of 10 and then uh i watched kind of a, a a what would you call it like a kind of an indie style movie i have this thing where i sometimes i just look at the cast and i say that's got a lot of people i like so i'm gonna watch it Mm-hmm. And it's this movie called This Is Where I Leave You. I don't know if you guys ever saw yes. this one. Oh, I have it on my list. It's, yeah, I've, I've it's quite it. good. Um, it's kind of a slow burn, but the cast is phenomenal. You've got Jason Bateman, Tina Fey, Adam Driver, Jane Fonda, Rose Byrne, Corey Stoll, Catherine Hahn, mm. Connie Britton, Dax Shepard, Timothy Oliphant. I mean, just a banger of a cast. And it's one of those kind of like family uh drama style movies but they weave in a lot of really good humor and so highly recommend that one that was quite good 
And last but not least, I'm late to the uh, late to the party on this one, but I can only watch one episode because after the first episode, I was coughing too much. Mm. Kunk on Earth. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Carrie, Carrie talked about it. It's on my mm. list. I want to watch yeah. it so bad. The first episode destroyed me. And I and I turned to my wife and I said, I can't watch it anymore. I can't breathe. <laughs> it's it's just hilarious because if you had the sound down, you'd swear it was a real documentary yeah. program. Yeah. Uh, but it's her. It, she's the one who makes this show, this, this actress. And she's been on uh, quite a few uh, British TV shows. But she's she is stupid and she's aggressive about it oh and it's, man and it's, it's just it's so good because they they did one about uh about uh, jesus it's like the third episode like that <laughs> can't one. wait and says uh, jesus christ was ironically named because of he, of the two words that you would automatically say after you're hitting your finger with a hammer something <laughs> Something to do with his carpentry. Because he's a carpenter. Because yeah, he's a carpenter, was, yeah. <laughs> Joseph was a carpenter. Oh, that, did Jesus I, I ever, love it. Did Jesus ever paint himself? I mean, you know, he's there was a lot of paintings of Jesus. Did he ever paint himself? No, no, I don't. Uh, she, and these poor historians yeah. that they're interviewing just... Oh, no, I, don't know how, I don't know how they go along with it because it's amazing. And some of the things she says, like, if you look at it from an absurdist point of view, you can hear what she says and say, okay, okay I guess I can see where she made that logic jump yeah. right there. But it makes no sense <laughs> from a reality perspective. I love it. Kunk on yeah, Earth. Very funny. That, that show is really funny, but honestly, I, I worked in a small town casino in Oregon for about six years, and those conversations were happening all the time. <laughs> all the time. Says, well, you know, he was, uh, Jesus was quite modest, wasn't he? Says, well, he did refer to himself as the son of God. Oh, yeah, that's right. He should have kept that quiet, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway. Oh, boy. It's very funny. Very funny. All right. Uh, Lee? Uh, okay. So, um, Last of Us, episode seven, uh, oh, Left yeah. Behind. It was Ellie's backstory. Mm-hmm. And it, at least as much of the backstory as you really kind of need to get. And fantastic work there. Uh, Mandalorian season three kicked off. And I like mm. to call this the flying around and landing episode. But <laughs> um, what it did give us is uh, space pirates that act an awful lot like extras from Pirates of the Caribbean. And I'm, <laughs> I am here for that. Because once you actually see a Rodian and, uh, you know, a, a bunch of other, and they're all like, hey, Mendo, we're here to get you, bring you in. And I was like, oh, these guys are the best pirates in the entire world. <laughs> um, Picard, season three, episode three, 17 seconds, liked everything except for Picard in this episode. <laughs> Whoa. Well, he we got curmudgeonly? No, well, he, he's doing gotta... something I don't think Jean-Luc Picard would do, but I'm going to give it the rest of the season to figure yeah. it out. He argued with the captain of the ship a lot. Why would he do that? Especially when the captain of the ship is Will Riker. He's very so, old, though. Well, I get it. Him I get and Riker, it. I think they're allowed to bicker. Yeah. I, they do Well, bicker. at first, when, well, when it starts, you're like, okay, they're working together. This is great. And then he's like, but I want my crusts cut off, my, my Sammy. And <laughs> Riker's like, no. So anyway, we'll see. My I'm letting it go. We'll see. I'm letting we'll it see. go, but man, I'm pretty sure the Shrike is made out of the uh, salvaged hull of a Galaxy-class starship, because yeah. that that cell on the, that that uh, warp deflector dish on the front is very characteristic. They can't be anything but a Galaxy-class ship. So, um, <laughs> Peripheral Nerd. Season 1, Episodes 5 and 6, I realized something about time travel that I've never thought of in my entire life, which is how time travel could actually happen, because they do it in this show. 
you don't physically transport people, you transport data. And there could become a point in time where we could say, oh, we know that time is linear only because we perceive it as such. Is there a way to send data back 60 years? And that's what these folks are doing in the year 2100. They're sending Ooh. data back. Yeah. And splitting timelines so they can study what happens. So they're like, oh, let's send cybernetic warfare back to twenty to uh, 2032 and see how that changes the timeline so that we can then see what would happen if we introduce that into our timeline here. Here's a recipe is, for how to kill Hitler. They call, <laughs> well, those, they call them stubs. And, oh, I man, think, yeah, I think, so I, think this, I think this company in particular would be, here's how we get Hitler where he was sooner. Mm. Yeah. That to, seems it seems to, like they're yeah. trying to escalate things. Yeah, they're quickly. they're they're literally they're literally running labs in people's reality. Like they're going, okay, we're going to introduce this medicine that ends a certain type of cancer in twenty in in you know twenty twenty three and see what happens. But it doesn't affect their timeline because it just splits off into a different timeline. It is mind bending stuff, but that's yeah. what I expect from William Gibson. Um, <laughs> I am not going to say it because I don't want YouTube to demonetize us. But uh, Poker Face Escape from. Crap oh mountain. yeah, that was a good episode. Uh, boy, oh boy! Uh, <laughs> Ryan Johnson directed this episode. You finally, finally get his his most constant collaborator on an episode of Poker Face, and then uh, finally is it Daryl? Uh, it's it's Joseph Gordon Levitt. <laughs> oh. So and then uh, Mythic Quest finally catching up on that, and then this monstrosity came in the mail. Look, oh. this is the Marvel Encyclopedia. It's oh wow! That, it's that thick. That's a oh, and wow. uh, this this is twenty dollars. This hardbound because it's from DK and they tend to make budget books. That's not but, bad. Um, yeah, I because I've been reading the Immortal Hulk and I wanted to check up on all the different Hulks and they've got a listing on all the different Hulks Ooh. and and why they are and because I didn't know about Devil Hulk before Immortal mm -hmm. Hulk and it turns out Devil Hulk's been around a long time. So yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, if you're confused by Marvel, which I never thought I was, but I am now. Uh, this is your a good resource. Get you caught up. Okay. I I think I need to pick that up. Yeah. If if Sue will allow me to have any more books in the house, uh, <laughs> they're just piled up over there, and that's oh, the problem. Oh. Uh, provosts. What right. uh, what do you two recommend? Who want uh, Amanda? You want to go first? Man, you guys have been fascinating. I feel like I have my homework. Mine is completely <laughs> different because Disneyland. So I was at yeah. Disneyland this week, and I consumed for the first time at Disneyland their new ride, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And it does have a cartoon that you watch before, and it was really cute. I was with a friend of mine. It's our first time to Disneyland ever. And when you walk oh, into you walk into this little theater area, and there's the cartoon show, and that cartoon. The new cartoons. I don't know. Have you guys seen that new style of There's cartoons? There's some on YouTube, yeah. It yeah, looks so, so good. It's different. Like, it's really different. Goofy looks really different. Um, so that's a little controversial. Some people really like the cartoons. Some people don't. But we went into the theater. We watched the little show. And she thought that was it. She thought she was like, yeah, that was great. And then we get <laughs> on a ride. ride. <laughs> what a ride. That was great. And then we actually get on the ride. And her mind was was blown but yeah that was what i got to consume this week was mickey minnie's runaway railway i'm all jealous right. all right chris yeah so i saw a magic show that was done by a dog it was a labracadabrador uh, wait wait you had me so excited there it is i was legit <laughs> excited and now i was just wondering to be a pun first well i was wondering why you wanted to go last i'm like he's been sitting on it just like waiting my turn now this is okay so i'm gonna say this i haven't we haven't consumed it yet we're doing it tonight 
this last week I was doing an interview with Chris Sarandon. You guys know Chris Sarandon from Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. And, and for a panel that was supposed to be child's talking- play. <laughs> That's exactly the point. We were t- the panel is supposed to be all about uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, but the uh, the path the panel got canceled, so he came out on stage by himself. So we talked about Nightmare Before Christmas. We talked about uh, Princess Bride, but it was mentioned his one of his proudest works he said he's ever done was Child's Play. Yep. And he said it was an amazing movie. He loved it, and I have never seen it. So Amanda and I are watching it tonight together. Mm. Child's Play. <gasps> And he was like, he goes, you know, he goes, nowadays filmmaking so easy because they had all the CGI and all that stuff. He goes, back then, as a, he goes, it was a direct quote, a technical marvel because of making this little this little doll come to life. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah. Chucky yeah. walked so Grogu could kind of walk. So Grogu could float. <laughs> the, the, first one's, the first one's more of a detective story than anything. Did he talk about the greatest movie ever made, though? Did he talk about Fright Night? Oh, he did talk about Fright Night. He liked, he loved, he loved, loved being part it's of Fright Night. Such a fun movie. Yeah, he like he did talk about that, but it was interesting because he and he talked about also when he talked about Princess Bride. He said that he he feels like there's hours and hours of footage that they could make another film because he was with mostly with Christopher Guest, and he said that the way that with Christopher would deliver his lines, he goes, "We just have to do take after take," because he would do it funny every single time. And he goes, "We knew what he was going to say, but he would just say it some way, just a little quirk in his voice." And he says that he just would always just bust up laughing. I, w- I would kill to see something like that. Christopher Guest, one of the funniest people that have ever lived, frankly. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I And I go back with uh, Sarandon as far as Dog Day Afternoon. He was brilliant oh, yeah. Yeah. in Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah. If you don't have your health, you don't have anything. So. That's true. <laughs> but what, but what about um, January, man? Nobody talks about January. Nobody man. does. I've watched a few things. Uh, let's see. First of all... Um, uh, I'm going to need the provost on this. So I'm watching the Disney Animal Kingdom series on Disney+. Plus. Oh, yes. And they didn't kill any animals this week. Oh, good. <laughs> they saved Everyone's safe. Everyone's safe this week. But you guys can back me up because whenever I tell people this, they don't believe me. When I say, I know you don't think about Animal Kingdom as a destination. Right. You really should. Right? Help me out here. It's my favorite. So it is my favorite Walt Disney World theme park. I could go there and just be satisfied. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. The grounds are gorgeous. There's so much to see and do and experience and learn. I've learned a lot visiting that park. So yes, Animal Kingdom, number one for me Mm -hmm. for Walt Disney World. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely stunning. It's so fun. In fact, Carrie, I knew you. This is how far we've known each other. We've known each other now a long time. You were the, I, I hadn't even been to Animal Kingdom when we first met and you told me you're like you've got to go you got to go check this out check out pandora i, I was surprised i honestly i thought oh great a big zoo oh how are they yeah. hurting the animals and then i found out about how they're really taking care of the yes. animals yeah, they're absolutely. going out of their way preservation like, they're doing everything they can to try to educate people to, uh they're trying to and it's not like a. I mean the animals it's not like they're in like a cage they're in a savanna and it's totally designed to be like it's amazing it's, like, it's, yeah. it's actually their largest theme park uh in it's over 500 acres so wow it's it's just amazing the most recent episode i watched was uh they haven't been able to uh breed flamingos for about 20 years and they they just had had trouble they're just doing it they're the new they're the pandas of disney world actually they found out that it had something to do with the dirt where the eggs were being laid and so they changed the dirt and then they suddenly had a whole bunch of eggs but all only one of the eggs made it and so they got a baby flamingo and it's being raised by two male flamingos uh 
And it's just, woke, woke, woke. That's I, you can see why DeSantis has a problem. Anyway, so my, my grandpa no, used to take me to this park when I was a kid, and I remember thinking how strange it was that, you know, with the name, you'd think there'd be more than horses, and I couldn't figure out why he was always betting on those horses and why he was always drunk. I don't think that was Animal Kingdom. I do have to say where you were. Yeah, I think about flamingos, though. Uh, just the other day, my wife told me, she's like, you have to stop acting like a flamingo. So I had to put my foot down. Chris! <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right Best show ever. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Picard was follow you around all the time. <laughs> Picard was great this week. Um, also, uh, I didn't think I'd like this show, but I found a, I found a, I did like it. It's on Netflix. It's called Physical One Hundred. Oh, you're I, watching Physical One Hundred. You we've talked about this for the last yeah. three I know, weeks. I know. Oh, man, <laughs> so, so who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Well, uh, the 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 older guy, and he. Yeah, well, yeah. What about Song, the, what about the car salesman? Song Won Chun. Okay, so yes, when you get he's, towards he's the like end, he's like a celebrity in Korea. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. When you get towards the end, the really, really burly car salesman guy, like the one that's don't so spoil huge. it for him. No, I'm not. He okay. does a thing. He does a thing, <laughs> and I watched him do the thing, and I was like, "How did he do the thing?" So you'll get there, and you'll you'll message me like, "I don't know how he did the thing, Lee." Well, we we finished it. Uh, we oh, okay. finished it. Last okay, time. what he what he's holding that boulder? The Atlas There's holder. There's casually holding the boulder. Some of us haven't seen it. Mm. It doesn't matter, Rebecca. You don't merely just hear someone talk about a guy casually holding a boulder on his shoulder for days yeah well, that rocks. <laughs> hours well they they themed the final trials on uh, uh, greek legends so yeah. Our, yeah. our guy that we liked he, they did the trial of sisyphus when yeah, sisyphus the, of course rolled the boulder yeah. up the hill that, that's yeah. me and laundry am i right yeah, yeah. Oh, tell, me <laughs> no. too Ooh. they modeled this off greek legends the greek legends watched this episode gave up and now the greek legends are korean that's true it's true uh, and I finally saw Megan Mathrigan. Yeah. And here's the thing about Megan. No, don't open with that. Oh, no. No, no. Here's the thing about it. It was fun. And I enjoyed it. It also had a lot to say about AI, which is happening today. Yep. That scares the hell out of me. Okay. You should, you should watch last week's John Oliver. He, his I whole did. segment was about AI. I last, did. Uh, last night, I went down a rabbit hole on YouTube of a guy who's actually found... Um, AI software that writes and produces music for you. And he's like, it does everything okay. now. Yeah. And he's like, okay, right now I'm looking at it and I'm going, this is not the next Creed song. He didn't say that. I just said well, that for Tony. It's the I next mean, Nickelback song. But he's, but he's basically be? like, all this, all this AI software is away from being the next Creed is a, a bender and a, and a divorce away. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to say this. I'm just, we'll just, I'll let this percolate. You guys can think of us. I think in the next 20 to 25 years, Movie stars are going to become obsolete. It's all going to be just AI generated. AI generated. And they're all no, going to have like 18 fingers and no, a thousand no, rows that's, of teeth. That's, that's gone. That's gone already. Yeah, already the oh, the top tier stuff is fixed. There is a company, one of the like Kotaku level streamers, they shot a short film because they wanted to make an anime. So they couldn't make an anime because they're not animators. But they shot basically a rock, paper, scissors anime movie. It took, it's about six minutes long. They shot it live action and they fed it through filters and made an anime movie where it's consistently the right characters yeah. and everything else. And it's like, well, that's fine. That sets people free to be able to make their dream projects. But also people who've spent their entire life perfecting their craft are now going to be going, oh, yeah, like, uh, hey, cool. Uh, illustrators? 
Mm-hmm. Nice job spending 40 years learning how to do what you're doing because this yeah. computer is going to do it in 10 seconds. Exactly. Uh, creatives are in trouble. You're, you're right. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, this, as you know, Sue said the ro- most romantic thing to me <laughs> on, it was about a month ago or so. Yep. She said, let's watch all the Marvel movies in sequential oh. order. Let's do it. You lucky Which one are you guys on? Well, we just finished Avengers, which <laughs> is my favorite. But she said, now that was enjoyable, and and as we talked about last week, she has a problem with the relationship between Scarlet uh, or between uh, Scarlett Johansson and the Hulk. But anyway, well, I mean, yeah. But she finally she looked at me and she goes, "So tell me, why does Captain America wear a mask? He we know who he is. Everybody a, knows who he is. It's a helmet. It's a helmet. It's for protection. Is it though? Look yes. at it." On, in the in the Avengers, why it's do cloth. any of them do anything? Let the oh. man live. Is it Let cloth? the man wear his helmet. It, well, again, in the in the first Avengers movie, that is the worst Cap costume that we got out of all of them. My favorite is is World War II Cap, where he has the leather jacket and the the real helmet wow. and the goggles. Wow. But oh, that was anyway. a helmet, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was I think a I think mm. the the helmet that he's got in Avengers is propaganda stuff, right? Because I think the government gave that yeah. to him, right? Well, see, I didn't. I didn't tell her that he gets a better costume in the next movie. But uh, we're off to Iron yeah. Man three. That's what we're next to. So. Oh, okay. the best Marvel movie! <laughs> All right, uh, listen, Provosts, thank you. Of course, I have, it is. Can, I, can, I ask, yes. can I ask the Provost two questions? Please yeah. go ahead. Um, the question number one: Can I come along with you like a Daily Show Disneyland correspondent? Uh, and my and my second question is: Is there a question that you wish people would ask you? Because I'm sure people just like ask you Disneyland and Disney related questions all the time. Is there one that you wish more people would ask you? That's a, that's a great question. That's the question. That's the question. (laughs) (laughs) If I can come with like a Disneyland daily show correspondent. Yeah, that was, uh, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. You could do that. The question I think of people, the question we get asked the very most is probably that I do get tired of it going to Disney for your job. The answer to that is, yep, you do not. It's super fun. We <laughs> love it, and we're, we feel very fortunate. Well, and I'm, I'm happy to hear that, actually. Yeah, it's very fun. I, it hasn't lost any of the luster. It hasn't lost any magic for me. I still, every time I go in, I still get that little excitement in my stomach, and I just, I love it. I, we just love it. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I, I watched your videos for a couple of days just to, to see what yeah. you folks were doing, yeah. and, and I realized it's so genuine and so sincere and you just yeah. i i just ended up washing over me and remembering every time i've been and then at one point i thought to myself these two sleep like babies when they're down there you oh, you're, yeah. you're so you're so charged up you know yeah, yeah. exactly yeah absolutely well we made it we made a deal when we first started channel we're like we're not going to go negative because a lot of other youtubers will be like it's easy to get a lot of quick clicks negative like, cells yeah yeah we thought we're just gonna go positive because we love disney so much it's made us so happy we want to just kind of sh- try to share that and uh, I think it's resonated with a lot of people. Yeah, because it's Absolutely. a safe, happy place that everyone can go mm-hmm. and enjoy. Yeah. It really is for everyone. Yeah. Tony, I have a question. Yeah, which which park has the best like carnival street food? Mm. Ooh, the, the carnival street food. You like know, the, like yeah. like your your churros and your popcorn and your there. Because I, I bet it's different in other countries, right? Yeah. They are, but there are times of year in California Adventure where they do the wine yeah. tasting, and that doesn't affect you, Tony. But they bring out a lot of food carts. Don't they do that at Epcot? They do like a chocolate yeah. and cheese festival yeah. or something. Yeah, well, the the food and wine festival actually started yesterday, and they have all these carts with all the different food, and you go out and you can just 
it is it's amazing i'm gonna say this disney's really up their game as far as yes. food goes it's mm -hmm. it's it's really good but i think that probably the most standard carnival food that everyone loves at disney's is the churro and 100%. i think that's at disneyland actually we don't get chur well we rarely get churros but disney world churros they're not they famous there's for only their one churros. place that sells churros at yeah disney so disneyland has the churros they have funnel cake they have mm -hmm. popcorn pretzels kind of that street food i will say oh. this though disney world they do have they make waffles and put Nutella and the strawberries and fold oh, it over yeah. like a taco type thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so and, uh, also Keep at talking. Epcot, you can walk around the lake in yes. different countries. And, yes. uh, what kind of stuff? People will go around and they'll, they'll either drink around the world or eat around the world. Or both. And just get it out. Or both. <laughs> so what does what Tokyo and France have that's like the churro or the waffle over so there? So Chris is heading to Tokyo in just a few weeks. So he's super excited to go. Yeah. There. And then for France, are you talking about Epcot or are you talking about the actual Tokyo? No, the, the actual, the actual. Oh. Uh, so parks. It, yeah, it's, it's interesting. So uh, France, it's all it's crepes. Crepes. They oh. don't have churro mm. carts. They have crepe they have carts. Crepe carts. So you walk up and you get a Delicious. crepe cart. Yeah, like this. And also they have like these hot chocolate carts, and the hot chocolate is super thick. It's like almost like warm. Pudding. pudding it's the hot chocolate Whoa. that they constantly have to stir or else it would just thicken it solidifies yeah hot yeah. chocolate gravy it's, yeah. <laughs> oh yum well, that's the, yeah. which is the name of this episode. By that's what I was about to suggest. Gravy. Gravy. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Um, oh my goodness. And uh, have fun in Japan. Are you going to Disney yeah. Sea as well? Yeah, I am. I'm so excited. So that's fun. that's a great theme. Everybody tells me that's the best one. It really is cool because it's it's Jules Verne, and uh, so you can go in the Nautilus. Yeah, uh, you can wow. you can go in in the volcano where the Nautilus's yeah. headquarters are, and there's a roller coaster in there, and uh, also the Space Mountain in in France is my favorite Space Mountain in the. It Paris is so one. good. It's the it's a hyperspace mountain. It's and it's amazing because like you got loops and you're flying through. Tie fighters are shooting shooting things. By the way, Carrie, I have to tell you this. This is mm. crazy. Uh, last week, our son, who's six, watched oh Empire Strikes Back for his very first time. Ooh. And when, when that scene came on with Vader and Luke, he could not handle it. And when the movie ended, he's like, the bad guys won. The bad guys won. He couldn't believe it. And then he said to me, he goes, bad guys never win. Not even on Netflix, the bad guys win. <laughs> well, well, son, now imagine... Having to wait three to four years oh, to find out. He has no know? idea pain. So. Like we had to. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> Again, it's it's Provost Park Pass. You can see it here yeah. on YouTube. And uh, thank, thank you very so much, you guys. Thanks for pleasure. coming. We'll come anytime you ask us. We thank you, you so much. Thanks for coming on. It was so yeah, fun to like, talk to you guys. On. I mean, yeah. if you guys are serious about next week, we'd love to see you. Yes. I'm coming down. Yes. I'll be there. We'll make it work. <laughs> all right. Let's make it happen. Uh, thank you all very much, and thank you, chat room, for being here. Don't forget uh, our uh, Patreon. It's geekshowgotthiscovered.com. It'll take you right there. And we're going to go and record uh, some Last of Us content uh, for you for the Patreon right now. And uh, later in a few days from now, Lee and I are going to trek out with uh, Picard. It's been a and while. It has been a while. So I, we'll can, I can talk about the one episode I watched this week, The Schizoid Man, where... I, I like mm, it when they let one. Brent Brent Spiner just do stuff that's not Android stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that right. beard. That's the beard episode, right? That's one where he has yeah, a beard. where he yeah, yes, he grows a beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you all for coming. We appreciate it. Thank you, chat room, for being here. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye. bye. bye.